Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Can we just talk about summer for a second? The sun shining, the beach calling, and oh, the style. Macy's is your ultimate summer style destination, whether you're jet setting or just chilling in your backyard. I'm all about easy breezy outfits and Macy's has it all from flowy summer dresses to those must have espadrilles and Levi's skirts. Macy's has them. Oh, and those Dolce Vita sandals. Let me tell you, they're a game changer for all day comfort and style. Don't even get me started on matching sets. We all know I live in matching sets all year long. So I've got my eye on some super chic sets at Macy's. So whether you're prepping for a vacation or a staycation, head over to Macy's.com slash own your style and let Macy's hook you up with everything you need for the perfect summer vibe. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. Don't miss out. Own your summer style with Macy's. Let's make this summer one to remember. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It's powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york scrubbing in with becca tilly and tanya rad an iHeartRadio and people's choice award winning podcast except it's not becca tilly today becca is out of town so we have scrubbing in Brad Goreski, everybody. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, you grab that mic. You do yeah, what you I'm want gonna, with it. I am. Uh, position it how you like it. Do you, you feel know comfortable? You know how to work a mic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, T. Hi. What's up? This is so great. You can call me Brada today. Brada? Yeah, but I'm because be- I'm Becca, but I'm Brad, so I'm Brada. Oh, wow. I like that. You need me to put those pieces together for you. I do. I'm in rare form today. So. Because you were up at 2 a.m. Yeah, 2.55. You did Barry's boot camp. You Before. made your celery juice. Uh-huh. You, like, prayed to the gods of motivation. <laughs> you, like, touched your vision board. Yep, sure you did. You left the house. You called Sophia Carson. <laughs> you, like, texted Camila Cabello. Like, just checked in with all your girlfriends and came in to work. Yeah. And there's more. We have to tell you something else that happened today. Okay. Sissony is talking about something on the Seacrest show tomorrow. Yeah. About how when people are in the bathroom uh-huh. and uh, and they don't wash their hands, uh-huh. if you then shake hands with them, it's okay. 
because urine's not going to make you sick. If they blew their nose, that's more dangerous. It's going to make you sick. But urine's not going to hurt anybody because urine's sterile. You're making a face. That's <laughs> Everyone should wash their hands. So then we started talking in the meeting about that and about Tanya would say that she would um, drink urine if she was trapped in an elevator by herself. She would drink her own urine to survive. Didn't you see that news story about that girl? She was, like, trapped in an elevator for three days. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was I like, did. if I was trapped in an elevator, I would for sure drink my urine because you need to survive. Yeah. So but- it became a challenge. Oh, no. It became a challenge. I tried. And? I gagged. And I vomited. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you'd be, you'd actually make more of a mess in the elevator yeah. than needed yeah. to be. Yeah. Right? It would That's need a to very be, good point. It would need to be like survival, survival mode but for me to have to do I that, like I think. Urine's like not good for you. It's supposed to be really good for you. But isn't like in your urine's where all the stuff comes out? out. Of. Yeah. Well, it's like salty, right? Yes. Yeah. Was not expecting that. Don't ask me how I know that. (laughs) 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 I really like. I was just asking, like, for my one of my friends was wondering. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because I'm like, I really just do things for the show. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I will just take something and I will just run with it. Oh, really, (laughs) (laughs) Tanya? You're like telling somebody who like really knows that. So, uh, like anything above, like you were that gr- that girl and stu- the student in school who was like going above and be like they would ask for an essay and you would make an essay plus like a visual companion a diorama. for it. <laughs> a diorama. Here's my essay, and in case you have a problem yeah. with my essay, yeah. I made you yeah. a visual diorama yeah. for the <laughs> so you can right? have a visual aid. Yeah, that was so you. That was so me. Because you're like extra extra. Yeah. Like just like a little bit like a like going above what everybody else will do. Yeah. Or bu- above what's required. Has that ever backfired? All the time. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, <laughs> she got a job here doing that, sending shoes That's true. to every radio station with a note saying, just trying to get my foot in the door. <gasps> Little kid's shoes. I never tell you this story. <laughs> <laughs> I never told you this. No. Like shoes from Payless. That's I'm like, so scary. I made my own like business card from Kinko's and I uh, put like adjectives on the shoe that described like my personality and then like my business card inside the little shoe and said, just trying to get my foot in the door. Guess who called me? Ryan Seacrest. 102.7 Kiss <laughs> FM. Martinez from Kiss FM. We put her on the street team, yeah. and she's been climbing the ladder ever since. That's so awesome. Yeah, but extra. Very yeah, you extra. majorly got your foot in the door. Yeah. Got my foot and my toe in the door. And your booty and in the booty. seat. Yeah. Foot in the door, booty in the seat. So keep in mind that Tanya vomited less than an hour ago, and so yeah. it's time to Oh, consider. this was this morning? <laughs> oh. Did you not notice I look a little rough today? No. Really? You don't look rough. Nice. Uh-uh. Thank you. No, not at all. Thank you. I feel rough. Well, you know, that's what happens when you drink your own urine for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Um, we have exciting things to talk about as well. Oh, yes, we do. Why don't we hold that announcement? I know Devon Franklin's calling in a minute. So why don't you talk about him for a second okay. and how much he means to you. But that, the fact that you two have a big announcement is exciting. We do. Well, we, well I feel like we always have a big announcement, even if it's not that big. <laughs> yeah, yeah but like, this is like new legit. dance coming. <laughs> yeah, which we can't see. I, like, I'm, I can't. 
I just can't. Yeah, we have to do Seven Rings. We bombed on on Friday when yeah. we tried to. Yeah, we've get never our actually together. gotten together and to do a dance and like not actually accomplished it. But I think we're gonna have to start bringing in choreographers. No, you're just having an off day. Okay. I got Seven Rings down now. I got something good. Actually, people were into it when I did the poll. Yeah. They kind of like the sharp movements. Yeah. And that's basically what everybody's doing to the song exactly. anyway. You were right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Devon Franklin is ready. <gasps> oh, my God. So okay. go enter him, please. Okay, yeah. so Devon Franklin, um, I know him. I read his book, The Weight, that he wrote with his wife, Megan Good, and I was obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with The Weight. We had him come on um, the radio show on Air with Ryan Seacrest. And he's honestly changed my life ever since. So I'm obsessed with him. And I got to read, I got an advanced copy of his new book um, that I was telling you about, Brad, the truth about men. Yeah. I can't wait and that's to what he it. is calling in to talk about today. Devon, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How have you been? Like, so great. How have you been? Uh, you know, out here try, trying to make it happen. <laughs> oh, you're making you know, it happen. But it, it's been good. I really, I can't complain. It's been a blessing. And, uh, you know, it's like a book is like giving birth. You know, it's very, very hard and uh, takes time. But uh, it's, uh, it's a joy nonetheless. Well, I want to, I want to talk about the book. First of all, I know you're on the phone and I'm very happy to have you on the show today, but like you need to come in studio because I think that you'd be really great at some of our listener emails that we get because we get a lot of oh, questions from people and I feel like you would have a I really... would love that. Yeah. So Yes, yes, definitely. We have to do it. You know, I think it was just schedule wise. You know, I know we were trying to make that happen, but it just so happened that, you know, I'm on the East Coast and you're over there and we just couldn't sort it out. But I absolutely want to come in the studio. Yeah, because like you just you're just a solid solid human and i think you would give some good <laughs> advice but let's talk about the book because Thank this is a really so i got to read this book and i'm obsessed she's obsessed <laughs> <laughs> i gave brad a copy i've got it i can't wait to get into it um but there's so much there's it's such a layered book and i feel like um it was really courageous for you to c come out and write a book like this so do you want to tell our listeners kind of why you wanted to write the book and what they will get from the book you know, um, I really wanted to write this book because it's just time. You know, it's time that we as men do our work. It's time that we, you know, um, don't pass off our behavior, you know, as just an excuse for our gender. Uh, it's time to work on, you know, the amount of pain that we inflict on others, especially women. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, I wanted to look in the mirror and, uh, you know, do my work and encourage other men too, and then also give women information. Uh, because one of the biggest things is that women are dealing with men that they understand very little about. And I don't believe you can be successful with something you really don't understand. And so I wanted to write this book, you know, as a way to give women more understanding so they can better navigate their dealings with men and also to lay a roadmap for men. It's like, here's how we do our work and become the man we really can be. Because you basically break it down to every man, like every man has a dog, like the dog, and it's whether you're dating yeah. the, the, what is it, the master, the master or the yeah. dog. Yes, yes. You know, so I use this, um, you know, uh, I guess metaphor, so to speak, uh, in order to articulate the struggle of men. You know, so men are not dogs, but I believe, you know, metaphorically, every man has a dog. And what I mean by that is that every man struggles with lust. Uh, and that's a selfish impulse for uh, professional, personal 
financial or sexual gain um, by any means necessary, even if those means are, are detrimental. And I use the dog as a way to describe that. But I also say every man also has love in them, you know, love of self, love of God, love of the woman in their life, love of community, love of family. And so when men put love in control of lust, when men master the dog within, that's when a man can really be who he wants to be and was created to be. But when men don't, then that dog, that lust begins to run and ultimately ruin their life. I feel like, um, because in the book, I think it was like really brave of you to say, like a lot of people think when they get married or they're in a serious relationship that the lust completely goes away. And you're like, okay, I'm never going to have any sort of thought about (laughs) any other woman in the world. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, that's not, that's not real life. And I think it's really cool that you acknowledge that. And then you kind of give people the tools of how you can, you know, uh, how you can deal with that. Yeah, I, I've been in a relationship for over 17 years now. And 17 I, years? 17 oh, years. Wow. And, I, you know, um, Tanya and I were discussing this on Friday, and it's not um, realistic to expect that you nor your partner are ever going to clock somebody that is good-looking or looks good at an outfit or it's it's strange. And, and me and my husband, you know, like, will say like, oh my God, did you see that guy on the second floor of the gym? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I think it's important to acknowledge it doesn't take anything away from the relationship at all. If anything, it no. like it adds to because I I still want my partner to be a sexual being and I want my partner to see me as one as well. And so yep, yep. I don't necessarily want them to or him to turn that part of him off because that's asking a lot of a person. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when I, I agree with you that I feel like that's when the dog comes out is when you are trying to make somebody something that they're, they're not like it's, that's a lot, that's a lot of responsibility to put on a human being. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility and, and also, that's where, you know, the suppression happens. Anything we suppress, we actually empower. Right. And so when you don't acknowledge, hey, you know, whether we like it or not, this is kind of a part of who we are. And then we can deal with it. And then also, you know, when, Brad, you talk about, you know, you and your, your partner, um, what's his name? Gary. Gary. So you and Gary, you know, what's amazing about that is you have an open and honest relationship where, you know, you can talk about those truths and say, hey, yeah, you know, hey, I was checking him out, you know, and, but it's okay. I'm not looking to, to leave. And I'm not looking to go do anything. Right. And, and I think that's the key because a lot of times what happens is when we aren't in, in a situation where we can talk about those things, then you can find yourself wanting to go do something about it. Right. And that's when lust, uh, you know, really can become very destructive. And that's why I wanted to write this book is to say, hey, you know, here's how we can do this as men. And then also here's the information everyone needs to know about it. Uh, there's one, there's one tip that you give in the book that I wanted to share that I found that really struck a chord with me. Um, it was like when dating, uh, how to see if they're, you know, if they have the master or the dog in control is to evaluate, um, every man with this question, what is he committed to? Because his commitments or lack thereof will reveal what kind of guy he is. And it's so true. I was like, that is like light bulb went off. You know what I mean? Like somebody who's not, if somebody's committed and they have a routine in their life, I feel like that says a lot about a person. And if they aren't committed to, it could be anything, but if they have no commitments in their life, like what's, why would they commit to me? Yeah. 
Exactly, though. I mean, what Amen. you're saying is is 1,000 percent right, and it's like yeah. you know, and then also the types of commitments that they have tell you a lot about what they value, right. what they prioritize, how they live their life. And uh, this is something it's really important to use to evaluate if, if there's compatibility there, uh, because a lot of times we can turn a blind eye, especially in dating, to those things. But a lot of times those are the things that ultimately determine if something can go long term or if it's more, uh, you know, of the moment. Yeah. And then there was one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, you said that you and Megan have a rule that you don't discuss your marriage pr- marriage problems with your single friends. <laughs> no, no, can't do it. <laughs> but but why is that? Because single people, you know, um, don't know anything about marriage. That's the issue. <laughs> and so the moment you start, you know, telling, you know, your single person, single friend about your marriage, they start giving you advice that is usually really bad. <laughs> And here's the reality. Um, When you've been together for a long time, you can talk, you can in a moment be, have a disagreement. And then you tell your single friend, your single friend starts to think differently about your partner. And then you and your partner resolve it. But then your single friend is still holding on to what you told them happened last week. And you're like, no, no, we're beyond that. But they're like, no, that person's not a good person. And then it just makes things that much more challenging and creates more problems. So we do have this rule. We love our single friends. We hang out with our single friends. When it comes to our marriage, we don't discuss what's going on. We talk to other married couples because the reality is unless you've been together for a long time or you you are married, you really don't know what a long-term relationship really is like um, unless you're in that. Unless you're in it. And I've found that, you know, I love my single friends that they can give the worst advice <laughs> when they don't really know what's happening. It's true. I very rarely, we, we Gary and I don't really fight that often, but, uh-huh. um, or, or at all. And I very rarely discuss my relationship with other people. Yeah, it's you know? true. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't feel the need to, um, I totally agree with you. And, and in the, the ins and outs of daily life, like people won't yeah. understand what it's like to live with somebody for this long, uh, you know, for 17 years. And then, you know, the also the I don't I also personally don't like to talk about if there's something that, you know, upset me in our morning routine or whatever it is, because I know eventually it'll pass. Like, I don't like to I don't like right. to fan the flame of whatever yeah. it is, I like to kind of give it a beat and see if it passes. And then the only person that I should be bringing it up to if I still have a problem with it in the, you know, later on in the day is my husband. You know, I don't right. feel like I need yes. to take it outside and say, like, can you believe X, Y and Z happened and blah, 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 blah. Like, it just doesn't I- feel like it adds anything valuable to my relationship. I to totally, do that. Brad, I, I totally agree. Us, us married folks, man, listen, I'm sorry, Tanya, we, you know, it's like we, we would love your advice, but <laughs> <I'm>, Look, <laughs> listen, we, we do not want Tanya's advice. Yeah, Just you definitely don't way. want my advice. I'll tell you that one. No. Oh, man, but... it just, it just, you know, I mean, and, and look, I mean, it's all in love, but it's just, it's just the reality. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and here's the truth. Nobody can really prepare you, you know, and I'm sure, Brad, you would agree. No one can prepare you for marriage. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody, you know, until you're in it, until you do it, you don't, you don't, even, you, even when I was single, trying to talk to my married friends about, you know, their situation, like, I, I don't know what I was talking about because right. nobody can tell you, 
what it is until you're in it. And then you got it and and you're experiencing it and living it every day. Well, Devon and Brad, I will be married one day. And then and then you guys can come to me and be like, Tanya, what would you do? And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I have all this wealth of information because my husband and I have the best marriage and we work we both are committed to our relationship and I Yeah. Hello. Hello, I know. Oh, I love it. That is fantastic. Um, there's also one thing that I wanted to just because as I was reading your book, I was like going through and like highlighting obviously I highlighted the heck out of it because there's a lot of really good takeaways. But one yeah. in particular that I loved was transparency is the key to transformation. How yes. good is that? That's oh, so wow. well, thank good. you. It's so good. I like honestly, I want everybody first of all, where can everybody get the book and when can everybody get the book? Uh the book is out February fifth, Tuesday, February fifth. Uh, it's available Barnes and Noble, Amazon, iTunes, uh, Kindle. It's everywhere. Books are sold. The book is available, and um, you know I'm really, really excited about it. And uh, you know, yeah, they can go on and, and get it right now. Well, that is great. I highly this book comes highly recommended from me. Um, I'm obsessed. I like I said, I highlighted a lot of my book, um, and I'm really happy for That's you. Awesome. I I think you're just amazing i'm i just i i don't even i don't spend a lot of time with you i really have only met you once but i feel like you're um a mentor in my life and somebody that i really look up to and admire and um, and so i'm really yeah of course i'm really happy to support you and support everything that you do and you just know that you always have a place here to come to the podcast and um you always have a fan in me and me I, well, thank you, Brad, and thank you, you know, Tanya. I mean, I feel the same way. You know, we haven't hung out much, but I feel like, yo, that's my sis right there. So, you know, <laughs> uh, when things settle, when I'm back and you're back, we definitely got to really get together for real. And, and Brad, I look forward to meeting you in person as well. Yeah, Likewise. no, it's true. Um, somebody was actually telling me because I told you, Brad, when uh, I read his book, The Weight, it changed my – and Brad's actually been here through a lot of the – blunders because I was like sleeping with all these guys without commitment and it was really hurting me like I was really really just always sad and like wondering why don't these people like why don't they want to be in a relationship with me and I was just giving myself and I'm in such a happy place now like I'm in I've never been happier and I really truly think that it's because I'm not I'm not giving myself to anybody without commitment and even though it's hard to find somebody it's not like i'm not trying you know um right 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 no i commend that it's courageous but the thing i love about what you said and i think it's just so powerful and i hope everyone you know that single is listening is that peace at the end of the day it's about peace and a lot of the time even for men you know if we really especially when i was single i was really being honest you know, when you're out there and you're just pursuing women just to pursue them, or for a woman, if you're pursuing men just to pursue them and there isn't the commitment and there isn't the care or the trust or the love there, it does produce somewhat of an emptiness, right? So yeah. our spirit is kind of yearning for, for peace. And I love the fact that you are pursuing that and the result is how well you feel and, uh, you know, doing things differently in a, in a way that is aligned with the peace that you have and the peace you want to maintain. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I ultimately think it's going to bring the right guy. It's going to bring the guy that I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with to the forefront. Amen. Yes, I, I do believe that too. Remember what I told you in November, Tanya? What? You needed to like put the brakes on. Yeah, totally. I was like, we need to clean house. We need to put the brakes on. We need to like go inward and like, let's just kind of let 
let it happen. Let it happen when it's going to happen instead of trying to like go for it and try this one out and that one out and wait for the text from this person and see if this person was coming to LA or, and I was just like, it was exhausting. I wasn't even, I wasn't even in it. And I was <laughs> but like, it's, oh, wow. this is horrible. It's actually really interesting because a lot of our, I get so many messages from our listeners, especially from this podcast and from the morning show too. Um, and they tell me, they're like, is it, um, is it not like a deal breaker, but do you feel insecure sharing that with somebody that you're dating that you're not going to sleep with them? And I'm like, no, if anything, like that's just, it's just like a part of it. You know what I mean? Like that's how it is. And it's actually taken, um, uh, it's forced me to take things a lot slower than I used to. And it's made me a lot happier. So I'm just, I'm so grateful. I love that. So grateful to you. And I actually want to recommend, I know we're talking about the book, The Truth About Men, but I've read all of your books, The Weight and The Hollywood Commandments, and they're all really fantastic. So everybody that's listening, if you just buy all of them, to be honest. Like, <laughs> Get the whole library. Get the whole library. <laughs> you will not regret it. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, one thing that you just said um, that uh, struck a chord. So a couple uh, weeks ago, I was at an event and uh, I think it may have been a women's conference or something. And so I I said kind of to the, and using an analogy similar to what you what you just brought up. So I said to them, I said, um, okay, so uh, how many, no, I was at Facebook. This is where I was. Sorry. I was at Facebook and the majority of people that came were women. And so I said, I said, okay, how many of you after a month's time would uh, give the man you're your dating the code to your phone? And then most of them said, oh, no, 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 that's too soon. I said, okay, cool. I said, so um, in that same month's time, how many of you in the past may have given them a man your body? Mm. And they, they, they audible gasps, right? And I mm-hmm. said, if you don't trust them enough to give them the code to your phone, in that period of time, how could you trust them with your body? So true. And, 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 and so part of it is just thinking a little bit differently. Like, you know what? I don't know this person to that degree. There is no care there. There is no love there. Yeah. We all get horny. We all have feelings. It doesn't mean that we have to live less than what we know is possible just because we have an urge. Right. right. So I talk about a lot of these things, um, you know, and the truth about men uh, as a way to give both men and women hope. You know, that it's not easy. We all struggle, but there is uh, a better and brighter day. And we can have self-respect and love, too. They aren't mutually exclusive. It's amazing. You're the best. Thank you so much for taking <laughs> the time. I know you're so, so busy, but thank you again. And um, Of course. And talk to you soon. Absolutely, without a doubt. Can't, can't thank you all enough. All right. Bye, Devon. Bye. All right, Take care now. I mean. Good stuff. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I love him. No kidding. Me too. Hello. <laughs> Are you going to read the book? Of course. It's really interesting because he, the way it's, he talks about it and he's like, I go through these things too. And he's like, it's hard to admit in a book that I got married and I still had, you know, I've still had those feelings for another woman, not feelings, but that urge or, you know what I mean? Like everybody has, it. it's normal, but it's like, it's, you're committed to your relationship and this is what you do. And it's like, I thought it was really cool that he, actually put that in first person in the book, you know? I also like you telling guys that you're not going to sleep with them because I do feel like that's a major test of their character. Yeah. Are they interested in you? Are they interested in mm, one night stand? Are they interested in just fooling around? What are they interested in? Because I remember my wife told me that when we first started dating. She wasn't, uh, I I wouldn't, I I wasn't to be her first, (laughs) uh, but she didn't, she regretted 
having sex previously. Right. So she, I'm not going to do that again until I get married. And the fact that I said, all right, fine. Let's just, this is great. And I'm having a great time. I feel like that was a very good sign for us in getting closer. It didn't work out that way. Right. Meaning we didn't wait till marriage, but right. we waited until a certain point where she was comfortable. And that was, so I think that's a great, I think that's a great uh, test of a potential partner. Totally. Yeah. You know, or you could not even wait 12 hours like <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Seventeen but, uh, years yeah, later. Yeah, totally. Seventeen yes, years yeah. later, it worked. It worked out. I cast my magic spell. <laughs> I think the thing that like Devon totally hit on the. Uh, I remember when he came in and I literally started crying because he said something that like totally struck me. He was like, "You're in this perpetual pattern of pain," and it's true because for me, I can't have unattached sex. And right. I tr- tried to convince myself that I could, and I was like, I can totally do this. Like, I can totally do this, and I always get attached. Well, maybe that's also why you were so incredibly uh, determined to make the people that you were totally. like dating yes. Work. a boyfriend yeah. or even like a husband because you needed it to make you feel better about the way you were acting. Totally. So you were expecting something from them that they weren't willing to give because their expectation was it was what it was. Mm-hmm. And your expectation was, I'm doing this and this means a lot to me. And therefore, you're going to kind of reward me with being my boyfriend. Totally. Yeah. Am I writing a book? <laughs> Wait, am I a dating expert? <laughs> Hold on. It could be. You really could be. I mean, 17 years. That's like legit. Yeah, mm-hmm. 18 in July. <gasps> Planning the twentieth anniversary. That means we're still together for two more years. (laughs) What are you guys gonna do for twenty? Not sure yet. We're gonna do like a big. We met in Greece, so I think we're gonna do something in Europe somewhere. Oh, cute. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. From that, do you know what they have in? Do you know what they have in Greece? Are you okay? Yeah. 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 What they have in Greece? What? Better make sure you pack for Greece. What? Your bio clarity. Because it is a garden-given, skin-loving beauty brand that wants to help you achieve beautiful, naturally glowing skin. Their green skincare line offers essential products to help clear up and calm your skin or keep it balanced on track with daily nutrients. So there's honestly no perfect time then now to focus on your skin. Winter makes your skin super dry and dehydrated, and BioClarity will do this for you. Want to hop in there? Brad? Which part? <laughs> is your do you, uh, the essentials routine? Do you do you know what that's? What's that about? No, what's the essentials routine, okay. Tanya? All right. Well, it comes with everything you need to nurture, hydrate, and restore your skin. There's a three-step regimen that is packed full of detoxifying and calming nutrients, antioxidants, and a super special ingredient, which is called Floralux from plants. Um, and it's absolutely more than just a cleanser. It nourishes and soothes your skin. It also helps with redness, hyperpigmentation, and evens out skin tone and texture for a healthy glow. Three steps are cleanse, restore, and hydrate. Uh, and so, let's see, the products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificial fragrance-free. And it's 100% risk-free, money-back guarantee. Well, you know I love a mask. Mm. Do you? I love a face mask. And um, their pore purifier clarifying mask will purify, perfect, tone, and tighten, soothe, and smooth. And inside, you'll find correctors and perfectors such as Floralux. Mm-hmm. 
tea tree aloe and micro silver designed to give skin an instantly refreshed tighten and tone look um, get healthier more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com and right now our listeners when they purchase a skincare routine they'll get a free clarifying mask with the order that's a $25 value for free but you need to enter our code becca at checkout so go to bioclarity.com and get your free clarifying mask when you purchase a routine when you use the code Becca, Becca. check out well, we go your horses. bioclarity.com and use our code Becca. Becca. That was a note unknown to the music world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge you any commission fee so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. So view easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so that you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving our listeners of Scrubbing In a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So sign up now, becca.robinhood.com. Again, that's becca.robinhood.com. All right, ready? Yes. It's time for your announcement. (laughs) Would you do the honors? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the news has finally broken that we have a very, very special person joining the panel of Countdown to the Red Carpet Grammys Edition on E! Tanya Red's going to be on it! Yeah, so me, Tanya Rad, Jeannie Mai, and Nina Parker are going to be um, the hosts of the Countdown to the Red Carpet for the Grammys, which will air, Tanya, on Sunday, February 10th, obviously, from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific. Pacific Standard Time. On the E! channel. That's television, people. Yes. (laughs) Tanya is now cable. Cable television. This is bananas, bonkers, dream come true. And this is like the crazy thing. So Brad and I were actually like we did this like chemistry test like last year. I don't remember when we did it. Maybe like October or something for some show that we didn't get. But um, we had so much fun doing the test together. We were like, oh, my gosh, like this would be so fun to have a show together. And so we've kind of been like putting it out in the universe and like this isn't necessarily a, a show together, but it's 
a sh- on the path. Well, we're going to be on the television show screen together. together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're so amped. I'm so I mean, amped. Tanya's been preparing since before she found out, just <laughs> in case. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> I do, every year I do do the, um, like, I listen to all the albums and I pick my favorite because when I'm watching, it's almost like my Super Bowl. Like, I feel like I'm, like, so invested. How with, long like, have you been doing that? I'd say probably the last like six years. So this is like you could almost argue that's a manifestation in itself that you're yeah. listening to the album of the years. You're prepping for a Grammy show that you weren't doing, and no. now you're doing it. <laughs> totally, totally. <Yeah>. <laughs> Act as if. Yeah. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Totally. What is it? Get your foot in the door. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I remember Ryan would be like, "Why do you listen to the albums?" And I'm like, "Cause how am I supposed to know which one I like the best when they give the album of the year if I haven't listened to every single one You've of them?" Got to be the only person in America that does that yeah. every year. And they've got to be good if they're nominated for album of the year and what yeah. was your favorite this year uh it's a tie i really liked casey musgrave's golden hour it's insanely You're obsessed. good Obs- like obsessed yeah but post malone's um beer bongs and bentley's has to win did you dm him yes i did and no response still crickets, <laughs> still cool. crickets. good to know i know um, i'm like is it super lame if i like send another one being like sorry yes. for all the- oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> just do it live on e sorry for the instead. double message. we're gonna take it we're gonna take it to the next level you can just do it on camera okay <laughs> poor guys like stalker city which one was the most challenging to get through because not everything's for everybody it's totally this, this not that negative um Except for album of the year honestly i really enjoyed um, most of them. Mm-hmm. The only one I didn't love was Brandy Carlisle, but she's also not super my music taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one was a little tough That's, to get through. Can you imagine if Robin was nominated? That would be, that would really hard for you. Really hard for me. Yeah. Not Robin, a Robin fan. Robin's like a trigger word for Tanya. Because Brad always wants to do a dance to Robin. Yeah, He's because like, it's our dance next music. Dance should be to Robin. I'm like, we're not doing a dance to Robin. We need to do pop mainstream music. But I feel like people would really vibe on it. <laughs> Honey, all I've heard is great things about Robin. Like she's <laughs> massive in Europe. Huge. I mean, it'd be great for our European followers. There you go. We are international. We are international. Ish. Ish. Yeah. If I don't hear, he literally every single time. I think we could do a Robin song this time. I'm like, no, we always do Ariana Grande. There's a new Ariana Grande song, so that's what we're doing. And album on Friday. Yeah. Just before the Grammys, we'll have lots to talk about. I'm so excited you're going to be on the show though, because it's it's obviously something you're so passionate about. But I think that you'll be super fun on it, and it's like once you get into the the groove of it, it's. Honest, like you, I feel like you'll see that what you were doing watching the Grammys and all the preparation you did. Like, you, I think you'll have the best, like, the most fun of your life. It's so fun. I like, I just can't, like, the fact that I get to do it with you mm-hmm. is like a dream. It's gonna be good. Do you I understand that? Like, you are truly one of my favorite people in my life. Oh, like, you really likewise. are. And I think it's gonna be so fun. Are we gonna have an emotional moment on the Grammy show? No. Is that not cute? I probably will. I'll probably I mean, cry. We have so much stuff to talk about on it. So much. Yeah. I sent them all of our videos, by the way. And? She was like, wow, you guys did a lot of Ariana. Because I sent, like, all the Ariana ones. Too much like, Ariana is the, match, is the message here. <laughs> too much. Is there ever too much? It's time for Robin. No. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You've already done the Ariana thing. Thank That's you. Done. We move on. <laughs>
Wow. Wow. No. That's very bold. That is bold. Very He's bold. He's just trying to get under my skin. Yeah, probably. But I do think it's amazing that you're with him. Like, If you get a gig like this, most people get a gig like this, and it's with people you don't know. And totally. Does she hate me? Does he hate me? You're always worried. You get to do it with one of your best friends in the world. Yeah. I know. It's truly a dream come true. Like, yeah. I can't. I don't even know how I'm going to sleep until then. But wait, you also get to pass off. Like, Ryan takes... We leave the stage and Ryan goes on it. That's what Brad was telling me. So he was like, because I've been asking him, like, what's it like? Like, I don't, you don't even like, I've watched it, yeah. but you don't really like know what it's like. And he was like, we're on the set. Ryan, we're his stages. We go to commercial when we're done. And then back from commercial is his show. Oh, but there's no crosstalk on the show with Ryan because that would be pretty great. There, might, I mean, there might be because of T-Rad, yeah. but not, not typically. No? No. He, he, you know, he's got to come in and like, you know, once we uh, finish our show, it literally starts live from the red carpet. So it's That's like so very, very quick crazy. change. Are there any other like tips or tricks or like? Just be yourself. Do I need to drink a lot of water? No, because then you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you don't have time to pee? No, I literally stop drinking water like an hour before the show. You're and lying. And then I take like little sips throughout. Yeah, I have to go pee right now. <laughs> Like, yeah, how am I going to do can't. a live TV show? No. I once did the show, by the way, with the stomach flu. Wow. Like, three, two or three years ago, I was, like, horribly ill with the stomach flu. And I did the show. It and was, just, like, the was, show goes on. It was dodgy. But no one knew because I'm a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what else? Give me the more behind the scenes. So, like, do you eat before you do it? Do yeah. You... Well, yeah, because you got the menu. Like, two weeks ago, they make <laughs> you pick your meal, like, which I have to this. do after this. So, the pro the producers, like, while, while you're getting ready, they obviously feed you, and they ask you for your order, like, two weeks before yeah, the event. I was like, I it's got like the... really serious. I was like, I got the menu. I was like, can't I just order it, like, Saturday or the day before? No. Um, the lighting's really good. That's one thing you can always count on. Nice. I'm always so happy when I see myself in the lighting. And Jeannie <laughs> and Nina are so fun. They're I, the most fun. I cannot wait. Like I'm. Yeah, it's a good group. Fully freaking out. It's good. What's your glam gonna be? Do you think? Don't know. Leaving it in Haley's hands. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what I'm wearing yet. But um, we we had Miles, our um, imaging guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, put together a compilation of the records of the year. Oh. So we want to do a special dance. Oh, great. On the car I think we need to do it Saturday after rehearsal. Sure. I'm down. We want to do it on the carpet and have it be like, it's like a minute. It's such a good mashup. It's such a good mashup. I love a mashup. Me yeah. too. So it's like the hooks of all the big songs that are nominated. Have you, do you have an opinion as to what should be record of the year? I would actually be pretty happy with all most of them. Actually. Really, even the joke by Brandy Carlisle, because I know you're not feeling it. I think that's a great song, personally. <laughs> well, okay, I would like to give it to All the Stars. All the Ooh. Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. such a good song. That is a good one. They're performing that at the Oscars too. Mm -hmm. The nominees are I Like It, Cardi B. The joke, as I mentioned. This is America, Childish Gambino, which I think that is the favorite. Yeah, I think so too. God's Plan Drake, Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, All the Stars, Rockstar by Post Malone, and The Middle by Zed, Marin Morris, and Gray. Oof. What's your pick? The Middle is so good. I feel like it's either going to go to Childish Gambino or uh, Cardi B. Yeah, how do you not do I like it? I don't know. They got some. They got to make it up to Kendrick a little bit. You know, they've kind of snubbed him in the past, so mm -hmm. I think he's going to do really well this year because they owe him a bit. Right. That's also, by the way, 
such a good song. Like that song will be, you know, it, all the stars. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's good. So good. It's so good. It's so good. The beat, the hook, all of it. It's so good. Okay, here's my next question. So when we're doing this show, people aren't arriving yet, right? They are. Oh, they are. Oh, my God. There was one year. Maybe it was, was it last year in New York? I think it might have been last year. Um, <laughs> we were live on air, and it was near that in the last 15 minutes of the show, and Lady Gaga Ooh. walked past us, and I... I maybe we were on break. I screamed at the top of my lungs. I went, <laughs> Lady Gaga, <laughs> like this, and she turned and she waved at me, and did, I died. Did they get it on camera? <laughs> no, they looked for the footage, but there's a photo of her on Getty waving at me. Like you can't see me, but I know oh. I know that that was the moment because it was on, uh, during her arrival. Ah, oh, it was so good. I'm still living from it. Wait, that sucks that they didn't get it on camera. Yeah, people though. like walk. People walk by. It's so fun. Oh. That's like so, all of them. Like at the Globes, we had like so many good people arriving behind us. Uh, the Oscars were like across the street, so we don't see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just got excited for like Juliana to arrive. Like, oh on set. my god! Yeah, but the Grammys will see people go by. That's the I get so like not cool. Like obviously, I was sc I screamed at her, and like she heard me. What are we gonna do if we see Shawn Mendes? I'll be chill. I'm not going up to him like you made me before. I might tell that story on air, too. I hope you do tell that story. Horrible. <laughs> One of the lowest points of my 2018. I think I had to go to therapy after that. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Destroyed by Shawn Mendes at the gym. Because. With Tanya cheerleading me. Like, go up to him. He loves me. I go. He'll remember you. No, he did not. <laughs> you probably didn't pitch it right. Oh, I pitched no. it. No, really you well. You probably didn't pitch it okay, right. Okay, if the pitch was walking up to him while I saw that he was on a break of working out and then going, hey, Sean, uh, it's Brad Goreski. I'm really good friends with Tanya Rad. And he was like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> there can't be a clearer pitch, Tanya. <laughs> So Brad's texting me and he's like, I had Sean Mendez is at my workout or my gym or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, totally go up to him <laughs> and say, hi. I was like, he totally knows me. Like I've known him since he was like 14. But not, not in a personal, like in a professional way. And when I see him out in the wild, I 100% go up to him and I'm like, hey, Sean, like he knows me. He knows me. He follows me on Instagram. Okay. Okay. He knows me. And hardcore. Core creeps on your stories. <laughs> and watches my stories. So I told Brad, I said, go up to Sean Mendes and be like, hey, I'm friends with Tanya. Like, blah, blah, and, blah. and also, I, like, I've met him yeah, like, numerous times. Numerous before. times. Yeah, but I also get it too because when I'm at the gym working out, I think out, the gym was the wrong place. I also, I just, I don't like people, like, even people that I know interrupting my flow, let right. alone like somebody who seems like, like, a 40-year-old crazed gay fan <laughs> like coming up to him while he's just trying to like Lift do his, his arms. Waist. Yeah, he's like just wants a few minutes by himself and I'm like, hey, <laughs> my friend Tanya said I should come up to you. Never again. So now. But then why did you? What were you hoping to gain from that? Just a fun little interaction? Yeah. Well, even, I guess, you know, sometimes it becomes like a little intoxicating when you, we had just seen him at the Grammy Museum. Yeah. And I, and I have like talked to him on carpets and stuff before, like not interviewing, but just like socially. So I, I, I don't know. I'll never, ever, ever do it again. So what did you say after he said, okay. 
uh, I said, oh, we just saw you at the Grammy Museum and it was like such an incredible concert and you were so, you're so eloquent talking about the industry and your music and, you know, it really blew us away. And he was like, thanks, man. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so um, uh, I'm going to get a, like a, I guess I'll get a protein shake now. <laughs> you want one? No, I didn't get that. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's my own fault. I should know better after living in LA for 18 years. I know, and I was totally pushing him to do it. I was like, go, go, go. I, I'm going to scroll like really far back to like find, find our shake. So you were really like, cheerleading me. I was. And so now it's like this joke where, um, I can't remember, was it Daniela? Yeah. Brad's uh Brad's coworker yeah. was like, I saw I see Beyonce at Soul Cycle. Soul Cycle. Should Tanya should, will Tanya tell me to go up and say hi to her and say I know Tanya? <laughs> like, it might not work with Beyonce. I probably would not no. do that. Mm-mm. Yeah. But anyway, I'm willing to let it go. You know. If he okay, so if he this is my question to you. So you're like in with these people. I don't want to be like in with who? The E, the <laughs> okay. E, the E people. Uh, right, right. I don't want to yes. be like the new girl that comes on and is like, if Sean Mendez is about like walking past us, can I like throw my hands out and be like, Sean, come up here? Or would they be mad? I wouldn't do that move. Okay. Well, that's just because that puts like him on the spot, right? Mm-hmm. And he I love doing that. And he'll probably have like a time to talk to Ryan at some point. Oh, right. So I would wave and be like, oh, my God, hey. Sean. Yeah. OK. But don't but, invite anybody up. Yeah, because it's also just like an awkward position to put anybody in because all of that stuff is like timed out. Right. So, I mean, See, this that, is good. That I'm but, getting this all this out. But also the producers are there, too. Like they know who's going to be early arrivals during our time. So they'll slot, try to slot in early interviews or like, you know, DJ Khaled came up on the stage. Um, I think it was two years ago. Just like rogue, went rogue. Yeah, he he came up and like, you know, did a whole like thing with us. What is it? Secure the bag, like major key. Like he did the whole thing. All I do is win, win, win. All I do is, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It's like so good. You know, there's like, there's a big party. Like it's a lot of parties happening. And I'm just trying to decide if it's worth it to go to the parties because I feel like it would be good (laughs) fodder for are they at 4 p.m yeah. <laughs> or if, if I should they like, are we'll make it <laughs> or if i should like stay home and like get my rest mm. it takes a lot of energy i'm gonna say but you'll be like you'll have a dr- you're young too you're, you're fine if i can do it you can do it okay but you want to go to the party with me on friday night nah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i might go because i might go to duke duke dumont down downtown oh cute okay do you like duke dumont i've never heard of it but no really no what is that he's a dj i'm sorry you're going to a dj show in downtown one of my favorites ever (laughs) and you're gonna stay up till what time on friday i don't know depends like maybe two yeah don't dj start at like midnight Mm -hmm. this is not very brad why it's so me, by the way. You you're know, I in love your a dance pajamas party. at like 6 p.m. on a Friday night. I could rally. I could go to the party with you before and then go to Duke Dumont. <laughs> yeah. So this is a little fun behind the scenes <laughs> with Brad and I. <laughs> we love going to sleep early. We love being in our PJs I'm, early. I'm with you. Yeah. Way it. early. Yes. But there's always like that rogue time, like moment where like I'll be out at something or he'll be out at something and we'll be like posting on our Instagrams at like 1 a.m. Every single time either one of us is out, we message the other person. And we're like, good for you. Or, like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> nice to you. I, yeah. Yeah. Just checking in. The last one was when I went to um, 
Pally House for the drag show. Drag show, yeah. And we were like, like, what are you doing? And then we timestamp everything because we want people to be like, yeah. <laughs> we, we actually go about. out. Yeah. yeah, we're wild. It's 101 a.m. Yeah, we yeah. could have a major Grammys party weekend too and just throw everyone off kilter. Yeah. And you're working late after the Grammys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so I'm going to do their after party too. So fun. So fun. Yeah. But are you hosting that on TV or is this on, where is this? This is on TV too. Okay. Two times on TV? <laughs> From zero to two in one night, I'm basically a whore. <laughs> are you going to change? Yeah, I'm changing. Who are you with for that? Uh, I don't know, actually, who okay. I am with with. Maybe Aaron Lim? Um, I don't know. Morgan Stewart? I, that would be so fun. It probably, I think, is Morgan. So fun. I'm jealous. Come on, boy. <laughs> I love Morgan, obviously. <laughs> for sure after my weekend come on there's so much going on so much going on i know brad has a lot going on but it's all good yeah it's fine yeah i i went from like yeah i just there's like a lot going you know this is how it goes sometimes <laughs> there are chunks of time where people want you nowhere and there are chunks of time where people want you everywhere yeah and i'm in an everywhere spot right now you know what i would actually like we can do a couple spots and then to talk, talk, you should talk about, uh-huh. um, because I feel like you're really relatable in that sense where you have a lot going on. People that look at your social media, like you are top of your game in terms of like, there's no better stylist than you. Like you are like the cream of the crop. You're funny. You have a great relationship. Like your life is really great, but there are moments where you get really like you get really anxious about things. Yeah. And I think like that's always. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's really relatable for people to hear about, you know? Cuz I think a lot of times people don't think like I think a lot of people feel alone when they have these feelings and I think it brings them comfort to know somebody like you feels the same way. Yeah, I mean, you know, my all of my social media is like timely so it's like what's actually happening usually day of I don't really post like logged content so what you see on my social media is like what's happening and one of my friends what is it my friend Danielle said to me um it real time real time because she said I take too long to post my red carpet photos like I should be posting them as they're happening Uh she's like real time real time so I'm trying to do real 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 time like as it's happening anyway but um yeah I mean you know when you're in an industry that's as competitive of, as styling and also an industry that's as competitive as TV. There are, you know, moments where you have to let other people take the spotlight and then hope that the spotlight comes back on you. And that can be uh, in reality or that can also just be in your mind, which mm-hmm. sometimes I know I'm guilty of building a script in my mind of things that I think are happening that aren't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this year... And we've talked about this. I am trying to make this the year of yes, which means saying yes to opportunities that come my way, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to I felt like last year I was kind of had my arms crossed a little bit and I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And um, I'm just trying to stay more open and, you know, more welcoming to opportunities. Um, And it's been like, January was it's been so wild like the weirdest like opportunities have been coming like so strange like all of these really quick trips like I mean literally all over the world up until April it's just it's and work is so busy and all these all this TV stuff is happening and there's it's like I feel like I 
got to a place where I worked through all of the feelings of maybe not feeling like I was, you know, doing the greatest. Um, and then all of this like abundance came in, like it's just been incredible. So yeah, I mean, I've been very honest with you and we talk about it too. Like I'm not, I'd, I'm not a depressed person, but there were moments last year where I was wondering if I was, cause I just didn't feel like I was even, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm a pretty even person. So when I feel like I'm off, it gets very jarring for me. Mm -hmm. And then I start like freaking out that I'm like, I'm like, do I need to go to a therapist? Do I need to go on medication? Do I need like all of these questions? And, you know, that's why I have good friends like you. I have my family. I have Gary. And, um, you know, I just like talk through things and it's just like the ebb and flow of life. Like things happen and, um, you know, there are different stresses that happen to us in our lives. But um I'm just very, I'm just like trying to focus on like gratitude and being super thankful for being able to, I also sometimes forget like, you know, when I was a kid and like you were talking about watching the Grammys and how that all came true, like all of this came true for me from, you know, being a little kid in Port Perry, Ontario, Canada, watching the Oscars, like I would VHS tape the Oscars red carpet and like rewatch it all the time. Like I was obsessed with that like fantasy. And now and, you're like doing it. Yeah. And so like when I'm on the carpet and I'm also dressing people for the carpet and then I would watch, we had the show in Canada called Fashion TV that Jeannie Becker hosted, who is like an idol of mine who I actually got to give her star on the Canadian Walk of Fame. I, I was the one that gave it to her, which was also like one of those moments where she taught me everything about fashion through the TV. Uh -huh. And then I got to, to have this huge honor of like giving a speech about her and it was amazing. But um, there was a show fashion TV that I would just like watch all the runway shows and interviews with designers and just be like, how do I like, I love fashion so much, but how do I get there? And then my life has turned out where I get to be in all of these different worlds that I dreamed about when I was a kid. So once I also tap into that, like, wow, all of this actually happened for me, yeah. then all of that other stuff just disappears. And I'm like, you know, almost 10 years doing this on my own. It's kind of incredible. You used to like watch and want to do that. And I now you're living it. obsessed with the carpet. That is so beautiful. That's why when like, I'm doing the show, like the countdown show, and Lady Gaga walks by in real life. I'm like, too many things are happening. <laughs> like, I'm doing the thing that I used to watch, and I'm on TV, but the person that I'm obsessed with is, like, walking by me. Like, it's just, I sometimes you, I explode. You should have seen me when I met John Mayer for the first time. Oh like, I literally, like, there's photos of me behind him, and I literally look like, um... Uh, what's his name? Joe from you, you know, like full on stalker with my eyes wide open because I'm like, I used to have a fan club about you like in high school. And I used Shakira. to have meetings. Yeah. I used to have meetings where we would analyze your lyrics and now I'm sitting two feet behind you. I can physically touch you and you're about to give me a guitar pick that I never got from the concert that I went to that you threw Aww. it out at me. Like it was like one of those moments where I was like, this is so bananas. Yeah. Like. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. I want to actually, we're going to do some spots. Yeah. And Speaking then of I want. Which we have to get Mandy introduced to John Mayer at some point. Oh, yeah, when he goes on tour. Mandy. That's your, that's Brad's sister. My sister, Mandy, is the head, the president of the Canadian chapter of the John Mayer fan club. Yeah. Like she would be in musical it's synergy. An, it's like me and Ariana Grande. Yeah. Yeah. Really is. 
when he goes back on tour, we'll get her into a meet and greet. I've got to. Yeah. It's like my, my life help. goal. That and getting my own photo with Ariana Grande. Which is like, can't I can't even believe. Ari, if you're listening, just coming in <laughs> on my bucket list for 2019, it's just a selfie with you. Can we make it happen? <laughs> Anyone? Um, I wanted. I want you to talk about your journey of how you got to where you are because there's a lot of steps involved, and I think a lot of people that are listening are also on that journey of life of like they have a passion, but they're not quite sure how to get there. So I'm gonna do a couple spots. You can think about that. Oh, girl, I know it. Oh. <laughs> um, and I want to talk to you guys about care of vitamins. How's that sound? I love it. I okay, love so vitamins. this year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care of's monthly subscription vitamin service. Whether you're focused on glowing skin, boosting your energy levels, getting more sleep, or generally being healthy, uh, with Care of, you get to build a vitamin routine that's just for you and your health goals. So all you do is take care of online quiz. It lets you know exactly what you need. Um, the online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices, and it only takes five minutes to find out your personal vitamin and supplement recommendations. 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. So you find out where you're lacking with care of quiz and you get back on track to reaching your health goals. A portion of every sale goes towards the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable um, prenatal vitamins and uh, vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available to match your dietary needs. These are perfectly packaged. So I throw mine in my bag, um, suitcase, my purse, whatever. It's really convenient that I actually take my care of vitamins every day. Um, I also just added a turmeric vitamin to next month's order. It helps with your joints since I work out a ton. Um, I wanted to make sure that I'm taking care of my joints. So take advantage of this month's special New Year offer. Uh, for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com, enter Tilly50. You don't want to miss this offer. You get 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Tilly50. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y 50. In function of beauty. We all know the frustration, bottles on bottles, piling up in your bathroom, each one falsely promising a miracle solution, but we don't all have the same hair, so why should we all use the same shampoo and conditioner? Function of Beauty brings you shampoos and conditioners customized and individually filled just for you. You can customize your own shampoo. Function of Beauty individually formulates every bottle just for you based on your hair type, hair goals, and preferences. You select your color and fragrance, or you opt for dye-free and fragrance-free, you get to name your formula. Um, their products are so personalized that your name is even printed on the bottle, which is so cute. They're safe and natural ingredients. Function of Beauty never uses sulfates, parabens, um, f- f- some words. Phthalates. Phthalates. It's, I don't even know how to say that, so I definitely don't want that in my hair. Um, <laughs> mineral oils or any other harmful ingredients. Um, it's. I ordered mine. It smells like eucalyptus. Um, when I took the quiz, I did shine, deep condition, fix split ends, and volumize, and I picked my favorite fragrance of Feeling Fine Apple, and it smells like I'm on a tropical island, and I love it. So our listeners will receive 20% off their first custom formula. Um, to claim, just go to functionofbeauty.com now and take the quiz. It's a two-minute hair profile quiz to design your 100% unique shampoo and conditioner formulas. 
Use code Becca at checkout for 20% off your first order at functionofbeauty.com. Again, use code Becca at checkout for 20% off of your first order at functionofbeauty.com. Use the code Becca. Okay. Oh, so now that I've had time to think about it. Yeah, now that you've had some time to think about it, spill the beans. Um, well, when I moved here, I was 23 years old to LA. Mm -hmm. Um, I was living in Toronto at the time and I was a waiter at a restaurant called, actually I was a bartender Mm -hmm. at a restaurant (laughs) called, um, five doors North and I was newly sober and, um, yeah. And by the way, for those of you that are listening that maybe haven't listened to our podcast in the past, we've had, we had Brad on right after that Demi Lovato overdose to talk about his, share his story with um addiction Mm -hmm. and you are now how many years sober same uh may 3rd i'll be 18 years 18 years sober yeah it's a really great episode and i suggest you guys go back and listen to it but that's a part of your story as well yeah really incredible yeah so i was newly sober i was uh i had just met gary and i was living in a new country um, Did and you know anybody here? I'm sorry to interrupt. Zero but people. Yeah, that's a that's a challenge. That's yeah. a tough thing. I yeah. moved out here with a friend of mine, and we met friends out here that we already knew from prior from before. I don't think I could do it by yourself. That's tough. It was uh, challenging, yeah, to say the least, because, um, you know, I guess part of the good thing about being 23 years old and doing that was that I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't really have any plan. Like I was just kind of going by flying by the seat of my pants um and you know i was obviously super into gary and wanted to make it work so um it took like a year for me to make friends and um i found a lot of those in um alcoholics anonymous which was very helpful and i started making like a a little community of friends my age and had places to go and things to do but uh getting my career started was challenging um i won't bore you with visa details but Mm. because i'm an immigrant i'm not from this country it was a little difficult staying here Mm -hmm. um so i went back to school and i went to santa monica college and then i went to uc sorry usc and i graduated uh from usc uh with honors and i only say that because i was put on academic probation when i went to school in canada because of my using um, so being sober and going back to school was an entirely different experience. Wow. And I like realized so many things about myself, which were a, I was smarter than I thought B that I yeah, was. Yeah. Um, I just really dedicated myself to it because it, um, again, it was like an opportunity afforded to me to go back to school that I didn't want to really blow it. So I did all these things that they told me to do, um, in AA, which was sit at the front of the class, ask questions, get help when you need it, all of the things that I didn't do in my first round. Also, I didn't stay awake or show up, which also helps. Um, But I did my second go around and um, I graduated with honors and it was great because my mom came and saw me graduate and it was like a just a really nice kind of way to pay back to my mom for kind of screwing up my first go around at school. But once I left there, um, I... My my advice to people who are a little bit lost is, you know, you have to be willing. And I think it was different, you know, 15 years ago or, you know, 14 years ago when I started looking for a job. 
um, because there was no social media and it didn't seem like people were just like creating like no one was creating a brand back then right nobody was like had like could measure their success if you do this by how many followers or likes you have or whatever so um i was willing to start at the bottom and work my way up which i'm really happy that i did and i know that my career trajectory seems like I just started at the top and just like blew up but you know I interned for two summers in New York um I interned at Vogue in New York and W Magazine in New York and I did everything from carrying trays of Jamba Juice across Times Square uh to emptying out garbages to folding silk scarves that didn't want to stay folded to organizing hosiery and bras and you know I did everything that you can imagine um and I think that willingness and the willingness to just kind of contribute to helped me get into photo shoots eventually and you know I did that stuff that they talk about in the Devil Wears Prada which is I called downstairs and got black cars you know the like a, a chauffeur driven car and would go up to Harry Winston and pick up like a $10 million necklace and bring it back down to Vogue. Like I did all of those things. Um, And, you know, those were incredible experiences. And then I ended up getting a job at the West Coast office of Vogue. I was the assistant to the West Coast editor. And um, it was very challenging because I was the go-between between between the New York office and the LA office when they were I mean, you were still with Gary at this time, right? So did you do long distance? Um, for the summers that I was interning, yes. Yeah. And then, um, here I was, you know, responsible for millions of dollars worth of jewelry and, you know, putting it in a safe and getting it to set. And it was like very stressful, like Mm -hmm. super, super stressful. And then when I got, um, during this time I was pursuing a job with Rachel Zoe and that all happened to come together after a year of basically like checking in with her over and over again if there were any opportunities um she hired me and one of the uh conditions for me getting the job was that I would have to be on her reality show which I wasn't sure I wanted to be on because a reality tv had a weird stigma back then Mm -hmm. and b I kind of wanted to be working at in quote unquote serious fashion, like at Vogue. And I didn't know how that would affect me. Right. Um, But I took the leap and working with her and then being on that show, like changed my life in ways that I could not have imagined. Um, I learned basically the entire industry and working and styling from her. And I also had the benefit of being on a TV show and people recognizing me. And, you know, I didn't know that I was, um, I didn't know that I would like doing it and I didn't know that I I would become and Taylor and I didn't know that we would become recognizable faces from the show. And, um, you know, now having my own business after leaving Rachel and starting my own business and having my own TV show, I mean, it, it just like, it's, I don't know. I just feel like I kept, um, pushing myself to just like, do more and and strike while the iron is hot and continue to be creative and I I'm still not stopping like I mm-hmm. feel like I'm constantly reinventing and I still want more and I'm still out there like hustling you know I, it doesn't ever I think the biggest thing is people may see a level of success and you know think that that's it but there's I mean I was up at like 6 a.m. today just like firing off like emails, you know, and 
What's uh, Kelty Knight from the Lady Gang always says, it takes like eight years to be in what people think is like an overnight success. For sure. Totally. I agree. And I remember people, you know, saying, and I was afforded a lot of opportunities because the TV show allowed me to have a platform where I was like visibly recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of hard work. There have been a, as many yeses as it seems there have been. There have also been a lot of no's. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you just kind of have to keep soldiering on. But I love what I do. So that's also the other thing. My mom said to me when I was about 12 years old, my mom was kind of unhappy in her job my whole life. And my mom said to me, whatever you do, I don't, whatever you decide to go into, just make sure it makes you happy because mm-hmm. you're going to have to do it day after day. And if it's something that you're not happy doing, it becomes like misery. <laughs> like it's really bad. Yeah. Didn't say it in those words, but that was like the gist of it. And that always stuck with me. So I always kind of made it a mission of mine to find something that I love doing. And I thought that that was going to be acting, which is what I went to school for before in Canada. And I did graduate from that program, but I um, hated auditioning. And I was just like, I didn't like being in the room with all those other people. And I left so many auditions, like freaked out. And um, there's also another layer on it too, where, you know, the whole, uh, like the gay layer kind of puts like a big damper on a lot of, I didn't necessarily read as the leading man and people thought that I looked like the leading man, but then when I came in, it didn't match up. And that was also, I was like, this really sucks. Like I can't actually be myself. Right. And you know me, like I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, so Um, but then the funny thing was that the thing that I became known for was being me. Yeah. You know? And so thank God I didn't, try to find ways to act like somebody else because the thing that's actually given me so much success I think is the fact that I'm all I'm always me you know I don't really I'm not a character I'm like a person and you can attest like I'm kind of the same all the time you're the same person 24 7 yeah it's really funny because um when I was starting out here I think my parents were kind of like my parents came from like Serbia and my dad's a doctor and you know like my parents just uh, radio was such like a weird thing when I told them that I wanted to do this they were like okay like it makes you happy like they were obviously so supportive but like they just didn't really understand it Mm -hmm. you know and it's funny because my mentor at the time he told me Scotty Fink he was like this is a point in your life where he's like, you don't have a family. You don't have anything. You don't have anybody to support other than yourself. Mm. You may want a two car garage. You don't need a two car garage. You might want a fancy car. You don't need a fancy car. So he was like, take the job that makes you happy and the money will come Mm. when you need to, like when you have to start making those decisions because you have a family and things like that, then that's what you do. But right now you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I was, when I started working here, I was making like $9 an hour or something like that. Um, maybe less, maybe like eight dollars an hour. Hmm. I'm not really sure, but um, whatever minimum wage was at the time, at the sure t- that's what you were making. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's crazy because it's like it's it wasn't making good money, but it's like it's true. It started to come, and it was like I would just had to be myself and be in an environment that I was happy in, and it just like all started clicking. Yeah, I think also too, like you, I, you know, you can be yourself, but I also think you. And I know that you're really good at this as well of being yourself, but also knowing like what the appropriate behavior is. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
And the other thing I want to say about you, Brad, is like you treat everybody in a room the same. Like you are so kind to everybody and that's like rare. I know that you don't, I don't know if you know that, but like that's really rare. I try. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's also like such a gift. Like there's no reason why people should recognize me. There's no reason why. I always think it's such a nice thing when people come up to me and say whatever it is that they watch me on Rachel's show or they watch my show or like me on E or like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I like that. Like I think it's like such a nice thing to be able to connect with people in some way. You know, it's it's doing this thing and like being on TV is I like to entertain people. Right. Like I like to make people laugh. I like, you know, I remember when I was really nervous about I think it was my show coming out, Brad Brad World, or it was like my one of my first times doing a countdown to the red carpet or doing the red carpet. One of my friends said, just like communicate your gift. That's all you have to do. Just like just like allow the gift that like God or the universe gave you to make people feel comfortable. Like mm-hmm. exercise that and you'll be totally fine. And that was the truth, mm-hmm. you know? And that's how I felt when I was actually interviewing people on the carpet. You know, they it's a little nerve wracking when they're like Leonardo DiCaprio's on the way up to your station. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is like, they're usually just as nervous as you are. So right. your job as a host is to make them feel comfortable. And that's what I feel like I try to do as well with other people. It's just, I just want people to feel like comfortable around me. Cause I know I've, I've spent, and I spent many years and you know, like, also, I spent so many years hiding away, hiding who I was, doing all kinds of things that are not good for your soul that now I just feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. I know I was told I was told that I was a character that I was like, I mean, all the things. Yeah. And it's like, I am like, I'm totally extra. But like, <laughs> that's just my personality. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can't change that. Right. Like, it just it is what it is. And I'm not going to change that now, you know. Right. Well, it's like when people ask, like why do you do those dancing videos? I'm like, because they're fun. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why are you doing that show with, um, with drag queens? I'm like, because it's fun. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's no real, I don't have like a dissertation on it. It's just like fun in the moment. And it's like, it brings us joy. It makes me laugh. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, there's no real reason. Totally. Why are you it's doing fun. a silly podcast with Tanya Rad? Yeah, it's, oh, it's like fun. fun. It's like, fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like I don't know. I just yeah, I guess that when you spend a lot of time, you know, like I really did feel like there was this weird thing happening when I was a kid because I did so much community theater that I was always like out in the in like I was in the paper and I was like always out where people could see me, but there was also like a major part of me where I just wanted to disappear. And I like didn't want anybody to see me. I didn't want anybody to make fun of me. I, but I just had these like, it's like you with being extra. Like I just had these, I needed to fulfill myself creatively so badly mm-hmm. that I was willing to pay the price for doing that, Yeah, you know? And I think in a way that kind of served me really well because it, it's made me like, you know, obviously I have my fears and fear of failure, fear of disappointment, all of those things. But I also think I have this overwhelming desire to please myself or prove something to myself that it kind of trumps that after I work through it. Right. You know, cause I'll, 
I'll naturally start, and you know this for me, I'll be like, but what if it doesn't work out? Totally. You or know? the dark place. Yeah, the dark place. Uh-huh. It's been better recently, though. It's been really good. Yeah, it's been super, super good. The thing that I cherish so much about your friendship is that, like, I at any point in the day, like, I know that you will always, like, you're... Uh, advice and your opinion are always like for my best interest and you're always like an outsider looking in and you can always talk me down in any situation and like I'm so grateful to have you in my life likewise I will never if anybody ever solicits my advice I do not beat around the bush yeah um I remember when my sister broke up with a boyfriend of hers from like ages ago and she was like talking about like this was when she was in university and I must have been in high school, I guess, or maybe I was just starting university. And she was like hemming and hawing about like they thought they were going to get back together. And I remember I was driving and she was in the passenger seat and there was a break in her story. And I just said flat out, he's never coming back. So you need to like start wrapping your head around that mm-hmm. and stop like creating this like dialogue for yourself. of Like it's going to continue because he's never coming back. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, whoa, like, it was, I've always just been the person that will tell you. Straight shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Time is money, baby. Like, I don't <laughs> want people, too, to be sitting on stuff that can be, like, <laughs> squashed. Squashed. Yeah. You know, I know for myself that I can waste a lot of time in the downward spiral. And then I look to you. I know you've said to me on many occasions, like, this is not happening (laughs) like it's not real what you're seeing like it's just like not what's happening like there's all of there are all of these good things happening so sometimes um, you need your friends to pull you out yeah or go to a concert or like totally everything that we do is like I mean we have a lot of times where we you know when we need each other and we're very quick to say like I need to talk to you or I need like a real moment or I need advice or I need to get this off my chest. But we also go and do so many fun things together. Yeah. Tons of fun things. It's true. Yeah. We are running out of time. I want to get to an email or two. But first, tell us about ADT because you need this, Tanya, because you don't even have curtains in your apartment. I do. I really (laughs) need this. ADT, can you help a sister out? Um, ADT, (laughs) they are real protection. And when it comes to something as important as your family's safety, you deserve real protection from ADT. Um, Real protection means that the nation's number one smart home security provider is standing by and there for you when you need them. Real protection means having a safe and a smart home with everything from video doorbells. Do I need that? Yes. Surveillance cameras. Yes. Smart locks. Yes. Lights. Yes. Carbon monoxide and smoke detectors and a system custom designed to fit your lifestyle. Yes. Um, Real protection also means helping to keep you safe on the go, in the car, or when your kids are at school with our ADT Go app and SOS button. So no matter how you define safety for you, your family, or your business, ADT is there. ADT is real protection. So visit ADT.com slash podcast. Um, and that's A is an apple, D is in dog, T is in Tanya, dot com slash podcast to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. ADT.com slash podcast. Yeah. I literally don't have curtains. People can see in my house. And she walks around with the clothes on. It's not, it's a bad combination. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to want to, you know, I, yeah, I'm all about the security system. I know, I know. 
Uh, this is from Brianna. She's feeling defeated. This kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about, so I think you could probably help her. She says, my life in New Jersey is great, but what I don't have is a steady career. I'm 25, and I've been through two jobs in the last three years. I was let go back in June of 18. Fast forward to now, I've had a million and one interviews, but nothing has stuck. The company either went in a different direction and picked someone that's a better fit or I'm overqualified for the position. I'm starting to lose hope, and that's unlike me. I'm trying so hard. I know I'm smart. I deserve a job that I love. But it's been seven months and anxiety is getting to me. I have loans and bills I need to keep up with. What am I doing wrong? How do I stay positive? Girl, I've been there. Like, yeah. Um, well, first of all, I didn't actually start my career until I was 30. So 25 is like, I mean, I couldn't really, I was like, a, I couldn't hold down a job. Like, I didn't have like a job job. So you're already doing better. <laughs> um, you know, you've got it. Allow yourself to be honest, which it sounds like you are about how you're feeling, but don't let the feelings of anxiety, um, you know, if it if it helps you to have somebody, I call it like doing like bookend phone calls or like bookend emails where you will make yourself, I make myself like a list of, of people that I want to reach out to if I'm having like anxiety about like actually pulling the trigger, I'll like call a friend or like my sister and be like, hey, I'm going to call you when I'm finished sending these emails. So like sometimes just being into action can really help with the anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I think also believing too, as hard as this is to do, believing that the right thing will come along. Yeah. If you keep that kind of close to you and try to work on other things in this time where things are like, you know, a little bit more chill because I actually believe that the universe like takes care of us and our needs in ways that we don't know. So there you might have a greater purpose outside of your job right now than you realize. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Is that too like hoity toity, like floofy floofy? No, I mean, I'm about to get more hoity toity floofy floofy. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, something that really helps me with my anxiety is prayer. Like I know it sounds super cliche but like prayer really really helps me with with anxiety and like having a bigger picture faith that like things do happen the way that they happen for a reason like look I mean I was about to like quit my job with Ryan and move to Arizona and I I wouldn't be here Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. like I don't know what I would be doing right now girl those are those are that that was the way of like my life falling into place like he broke up with me I was devastated like the worst I've ever been, but like it was supposed to be that way because I was supposed to be doing this. That's, truly. That's like seconds and inches, right? Mm-hmm. Like in that second, had you made another decision? That's like the same thing when, when Rachel Zoe offered me the job and told me about her show, I, I was going to turn it down because I didn't want to be on the TV show. Mm-hmm. And Gary said to me, how will you feel if you, turn on the TV to watch the show like when it comes on the air like how will you feel even if you see a preview and I'm like I'll feel like really bad like I wish I'd done it and he was like then you need to do it and like take the risk Uh, those jobs weren't your jobs right those jobs that you didn't get they weren't for you right yep and you're on your path that's right fate's got your back or God's got your back or whoever you want to look at it Everything's going to work out great. We've all been unemployed. We've all had rough patches, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I was down eight months when I was like 24 years old, and it was miserable. Mm-hmm. Miserable. I'll I got never laid forget off, those times. Yeah, right before gra- college graduation. Mm-hmm. Oh, dark times. It's going to be all right, Brianna. Mm-hmm. Hang yeah. in there. Uh, one more from Anonymous. My boyfriend and I will have been together five years this coming March, and we moved in together in July of 18. Oh, fun. 
My fa- hold on. My family lives four hours away, and I gave up a job that I love to move in with him to figure things out. He does so much good for me and has always been faithful. I don't see a future with him. Oh. He's jealous and doesn't like me hanging out with certain friends if they're single, and I've caught him trying to look through my phone multiple times while I'm oh. asleep. Oh. If there is that much insecurity in a relationship, though he says he loves me, if this was someone you had been with and it was some- going to somewhat blindside them, how would you go about breaking up with them? When this happens, I have to move all of my stuff four hours away to my parents. I have to quit my job two weeks before that, and then it kind of has to be planned out perfectly. Help. Oh, gosh. Um, Anything is possible, first of all. <laughs> okay. It is. I mean, you know, sh- it's just going to have to be kind of like a, a little bit of an operation to do it. You know, I, I this for me, the signs are all there. Like, that doesn't sound like love to me personally. Right. Like, that doesn't sound, those actions do not sound loving. So, you know, you have to do what you have to do to take care of yourself. And I think just being honest and getting getting out of there and at least you have somewhere to go four hours away. Like I would just be plotting my escape. Whoa. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't. This is bad. Um, the, je- the jealousy, <laughs> the jealousy thing I can't handle. Like if if Gary was asking me who I was out with all the time, like he's just asking me who I'm out with because he's forgotten after I told him. <laughs> right. Like I'm going out with Tanya <laughs> and it's 3 p.m. Yeah, I'll be back by 6.30. I mean, it doesn't really matter how you do it, right? You're no. going to do it. You're yeah. dead set. You've made up your mind. It sounds like it's the right move. I don't think it matters. I Just don't do it. Yeah. Just rip off the Band-Aid, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I know you've got some personal logistics stuff, but he doesn't care about any of that stuff. Trying to figure out the perfect way to do it is just a way to allow yourself to stay stuck. Yeah. Like, that's not actually, like, trying to do anything about it. Like, if you want to do something about it, then do it. And yeah. if you don't, then you're just going to stay. And every day you don't, you're acting, you're pretending. Yeah. It's all bad. It's, it's all bad. bad. Do it tonight, tonight tomorrow. Yeah. Do it now. Worry it about now. the other stuff later. And exactly. let us know how it went. Uh, we need to thank some people. Oh, yeah. Before we do, they sent me the actual official stuff so we can plug, plug, plug. Um, I, I We would really appreciate it if you guys all watched the show. Um, it kicks off at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. The E countdown to the red carpet. Um, and we had all the information correct. So watch that on E. On Sunday, and, February and tweet, 10th. Tweet us. If you could tweet us, that would be great. So cute. Instagram us, whatever you can. We love a DM. Did we love a DM? But also to like the E network so that they, right? Don't we want the E network to Has- be like. Yeah, I think lo- the hashtag's like E red carpet or something. Yeah, so follow us and we'll be like posting all that. And then I'm doing the after show with Morgan Stewart, Nina Parker, and Justin Sylvester. So cute. Yeah. What a good lineup. Yeah, so that'll be really fun. That's going to be good. Morgan is wild. You know, <laughs> yeah, she's been totally. on the podcast. Yeah. She's amazing. And that's 1 o'clock Pacific on Sunday. Yeah. Correct. 4 o'clock in the Eastern Time Zone. Yeah. 3 yes. o'clock in the Midwest and 2 o'clock in the mountains. Yeah, so watch it. Take photos. Tweet the photos. Tag all the E-executives. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the extra part. More don't don't tag the E-executives. <laughs> um, you know what I love? When people take like a video of the screen, of the TV oh, screen. Oh, yeah. Take all the videos. <laughs> Do you think they're going to sit us next to each other? Let's see. It's usually Jeannie, me. Yeah, probably. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. Let's oh, thank some good people. Or bad. Thank you to BioClarity. Get a free clarifying mask with your order. That's a $25 value for free, but you need to enter our code. 
Beckham. Robin Hood, get a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at Becca. Dot Robinhood.com. Care of, get 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter Becca. No. Tilly, Tilly 50. Oh. That's the one. That's the one. Tilly 50 on care of. Function of Beauty for 20% off your first order at functionofbeauty.com. Use code Becca. There you go. And ADT.com slash podcast. That's where you can learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. Hey, keep in touch. It's scrubbing in at iHeartRadio.com. Scrubbing in at iHeartRadio.com. Are you sure it's not iHeartMedia.com? That's why I looked at Easton and he nodded at me. Why oh, did you have to say both. that? It's both. It's oh, both. Send them oh, to both. Oh, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> Anyway, get those in because we have emails and we love to read your emails and we're always here for you. Yes. And thank you, Brad, for taking the time to be here today. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) See you Sunday. No, no, Saturday. We have to rehearse. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you want to call time of death? Oh, yeah. 12, 38, 04. Wow. Down to the second. You're like uh, you're like uh, McDreamy. He was always very precise. Down to the second. Yeah, he's a brain surgeon. Can't mess more with that. R.I.P. Presented by Twenty One Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's gonna flip the Twenty One Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course, Twenty One Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that Twenty One Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try Twenty One. Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- 
351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 